Welcome, gentle listener, and hearken to me hither. I wish to share with thee a sumptuous tale of desire. Reading alone certainly has its place, but some activities are rather more pleasant when shared. The annals of female erotica scarcely receive the accolades they hot. More's the pity. So it is that I seek to pay homage and tip my cap to the literary titans of our age. Let us escape together in wonderment, mystery, and lusty exultation, for these are bleak and uncertain times indeed. Perhaps within the dewy revelry of pulpy romance, we may hope to pluck away our cares and quench the communal thirst of our voracious appetites. Together, we shall curry the favor of gentle solace and ascend to the ethereal plane of our own imagination. Perhaps as we bask in the afterglow of titillation, we may kindle the fires for a brighter tomorrow? Or perhaps tis no more than a brief chance to get our proverbial rocks off. I beseech thee, nuzzle into your headphones and allow this humble token of slightly more than friendship to caress the trembling inner chambers of your mind. Ha! 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 Excuse me, I believe I had a tickle in my nose. Today on Moist Lily, we soar into the enchanted gothic realm of Eva J. Thomas's Virgin Moon, a vampire-slash-werewolf serial romance, episode one. Vincent, a dashing and decadent vampire with brooding, come-hither-and-let-me-fang-you-silly eyes, is an unholy warrior with an identity complex. Presumably due to the challenges inherent in making friends when one insists on a wardrobe consisting solely of lacy man frocks, skin-tight leather pantaloons, and obsidian nail polish, Vincent's roguish papa, baddiest king of demons, delivers his new son a pet. But petting is the last thing on this new furry friend's mind. Kidnapped and trapped in this bloodsucker's chamber, where woman Emily's situation is hairy indeed. Estranged from her pack, she awaits a fate unknown, with a dark resolution to drive cold steel into the heart of any man or beast foolhardy enough to test her metal. Lo, the black-blooded knight whispers carnal promises of forbidden desire and betrayal. Could it be that these two star-crossed creatures share an unspoken connection that binds body, mind, tooth, and claw? Let us throw back our heads, howling in venerable tribute to the creamy and nubile moon before tearing hungrily to devour this most succulent and palatable passage. Control, Emily. Get control of yourself. Immediately, I called upon my wolf senses, the wonderfully intuitive side of my lunar nature that kept me balanced, focused, and ready to take on the world. A warmness settled in my stomach, and I stretched my neck through a man's long-sleeved shirt that reminded me of silk. Problem one solved. 
I realized I'd be sore for weeks after shifting half a dozen times because of my human fright, but I pushed that to the back of my mind. I continued to search through the closet and then suddenly felt cold steel. These will do. Exiting the closet, I raised my nose in the air and breathed in, hoping to understand my surroundings. Wolf, where are we? In the land of demons. When the door partially opened, I took aim at a large dark figure and threw the first knife of several. I stood behind the massive bed, using it as a bunker as the person came into view. This demon was not going to take me alive. The figure grunted, slumping slightly to the ground. I heard the weapon I had thrown at him fall to the floor. My aim was bad and had not found the demon's heart. I was at great disadvantage. You stay back, demon, I shouted, hoping to sound far more threatening than I'm sure I appeared to be. I've got more where that came from. Dripping wet, I was maybe one hundred pounds. Cold, weak from hunger, and nearly naked. I was half of that, I was sure. Or at least I felt like that. Adrenaline and self-preservation would have to see me through so I could complete my mission. Do your worst, the tall figure announced. However, I'd like to ask if I may turn on a few lights before you continue your attack, if you don't mind. He mocked me, which should have infuriated me even more, but I held my position and watched as he illuminated the room. He flipped a few switches by the door frame, and the room took on a blue hue as if I had been bathed in the soft, gentle lights from beneath the sea. I looked up at the ceiling, just as the wooden beams filled away to two corners. How did you do that? I gasped, forgetting my defensive stance altogether. I can't handle fluorescent lighting, so I had these installed. Blue is my favorite color, actually even though I wear a lot of black. Here, let me show you one more thing. I just had this done. He raised his muscular arm upwards and pressed a button at the top of the doorframe. I blinked my eyes several times, getting used to the various colors I saw forming around the ceiling. An image was being constructed. The lighted design was magnificent and astounded me. A variety of shades of blue, green and purple, illuminated behind the picture of a warrior standing beside a fierce wolf. The enormous wolf, with its head held high and proud, stood with the warrior on a set of rocks jutting out from the edge of a cliff. The warrior wore silver armor, waving a lance in one hand as he looked across the horizon. His other hand was propped on the wolf's head in a manner of affection, not discipline. A strong image of a strong warrior and his companion preparing for battle. Why would a demon have such an image, promoting the bond of man and animal, fashioned on the ceiling of his bedroom? It didn't make sense. I've never seen anything like it. Is that you? More or less... My friend, Mikkel, created it and installed it for me. I'm not really an admirer of art or paintings. I'm more interested in books, mythology, really. But Mikkel thought this would dress up my room. 
I mainly like it for the quiet motivation it gives me. Each day is a test, a determining factor of what kind of man I am going to be that day. It helps me remember, despite everything, who I really am. What kind of demon are you? I blurted out. Instantly, he crossed the room towards me. He had his large hands wrapped around my elbows before I could grab another knife. I was pinned against his brawny chest. The minute our eyes met, a bolt of lightning felt like it had ricocheted through my body. My eyes widened as he let me go, and I wrapped my arms tightly around my body so I wouldn't fall. He staggered for a moment, too, as if he'd been hit by the same burst of energy. The immediate recognition of a soulmate was something that did not occur outside the pack. It had to be a mistake, but was it? It felt so real. In that second, I reevaluated my course of action. I'm not a demon, I'm a vampire, he replied as he put some distance between us. My mother is human, so I'm only half-demon. I'm not a full-blooded demon. He retreated to the table and sat down. He remained quiet for some time. Finally, he added, If you must know, I prefer to be called a warrior above all else. I thought about asking a second question, like, Why did you kidnap me? But I remained silent. It didn't really matter as long as I found my target. I had heard of a demon mating with a human and bearing a vampire child, but I didn't think it was possible, just a myth. The accusation of calling him a demon seemed to have gravely offended him, and I didn't want to offend him again. Instead, I wanted to comfort him. Why would I want to do that? He was the enemy. I opted to use my charms on the man. Violence would get me nowhere with him. I like the ceiling painting I offered. Thank you. It's very nice, isn't it? Do you have a name, Va? I abruptly stopped before I insulted him again. Vincent. I waited for him to ask my name. He studied the table instead. I'm Emily. Emily. He repeated my name slowly and carefully, as if it was a foreign word he didn't want to forget. Your name is very unique. A few compliments couldn't hurt. What does Vincent mean? I've never thought to look it up. I don't know. I watched as he drew a few curves and lines along the table, absent-mindedly tracing something. If my memory serves me right, I think Vincent means healer or maybe guardian. I'm not sure, he grunted. Knowing I'd probably upset him again if I said it too loud, I mumbled under my breath as I attempted to process the realization. A healing vampire? A fanged guardian? Weren't those oxymorons? Perhaps it is, he answered. You forget. I have excellent hearing, too. What does your name mean? The second knife flew from my hands and slammed into the wooden table a few inches from his hands. He didn't flinch one inch. The light, I announced as I swiftly bent over to retrieve another knife lying on the bed. Well, that's good. I like that. There was a trace of laughter in his voice. He paused for a moment before he continued. I know this is highly unorthodox, and you're in an extremely frightening situation. I want to put your mind at ease, however. I'm not interested in harming you. 
I know you are of immense importance to your people. I'm going to try to get you out of here, but you're going to have to trust me. It's as simple as that. Do you think you can do that? He yanked the knife from the table, and with an ironically tender touch, he bent the blade into a slight arch, disabling it so it couldn't be used for another but holding a bottle of wine or orange. I swallowed hard so my mouth wouldn't fall open. This vampire could kill me in an instant. Suddenly, a vision from my wolf state hit me. I recognized his voice. I'll help you get out of here, but you've got to trust me. I closed my eyes and relived the moment again. Una belza cum nison altro, così bella calamite, calamite. Io non ho intensamente di parmite o nusson di farti del mol. Over and over, that voice, a ripple of awareness surged through me. His voice was the same as the man who had come to me to console me in my agitated wolf state. It was deep, almost sensual, yet tranquil and protective. This man before me had calmed me. The wolf chant, that was you? Yes. What did you say? He paused for a moment, digging his long nail into the wood of the table. That's not really important, is it? I insist, I replied with my polite royal tone. I used when I wanted it to be known I expect to get what I sought. He chuckled. His laugh was low and throaty. I've seen pomp and circumstance from my father. You don't have to take that tone with me. There is no need for hierarchy. I attempted to soften my insistence. I'm sorry. Please, then. Don't apologize. Let's keep this a level playing field. I treat you as an equal, and you treat me as one, okay? His confidence was infectious. Fair enough, I whispered, only realizing a second later that I had not fully enunciated the words. Clearly this man had not kidnapped me, so why was I in his presence? Did he know who had kidnapped me? Perhaps he could lead me to that person. Equals? Why would he say we were equals? Men in my father's kingdom certainly didn't think like that. His words and actions of kindness and hospitality thoroughly confuse me. As a sign of good faith, I placed the weapons down before me on the bed, noticing in passing the letter V carved into the blade of each knife. I needed to know more before I made my move. A beauty like no other, so beautiful, Calm yourself. Calm yourself, my sweet. I'm not going to let anyone hurt you. I'm sorry. What did you say? He repeated his words for my benefit. I replied, No demon would know how to practice wolf and magic. I observed his new nervousness. His mood had shifted, and he refused to look at me again as he continued to scratch at the table. I'm not a demon. I'm a vampire. I'm a warrior, a vampire warrior. He glanced at the ceiling, looking again at the lighter design of the warrior and the wolf. I thought we covered that. Here we call it Luna Magic, or the Magics, by the way. His tone was very gentle, even though I saw the muscles in his jaw twitch a few times. Vincent the Vampire Warrior. 
It's a pleasure to meet you, I curtsied, trying to appear more of a princess than I felt, as well as lighten the mood. The intensity of his serious face vanished, and he laughed as he stood up from the table. Watching his contentment was like observing Zeus shower the earth with the northern lights when he was in a good disposition. Immediately, his disposition put me at ease. My mother is a sorceress, so yes, I dabble in the magics. I bet I know more about lunar magic than you do, he bragged. That's probably true. I know nothing about magic. Only the wolf guides me. Perhaps I can teach you some. His smile was radiant, confident and proud. His demeanor changed frequently. Was there such a thing as a moody vampire, I wondered? When he turned and looked directly at me, my heart splintered into a million pieces as I witnessed the expression on his face. Wolf, what has befallen upon me? Despite my confusion, I returned a half-heartedly crooked smile in his direction from across the room as my mouth fell open slightly, instantly forgetting why I was there. I was speechless to do otherwise. This man, this vampire, was a vision of sheer beauty, and he wanted to help me. Moreover, he instantly trusted me, a person he didn't know. He trusted me, a warrior who understands and strives to be honest, loyal, and trustworthy. A man like no other. A vampire? Maybe. A demon? Never. Within seconds, his dark, broody stare had transformed to a delightful, glorious appearance. That essence of love came from his heart, from what my aunt had told me. No demon could fake love or real concern for another. They didn't possess it. This man, Vincent as he was called, was a real warrior. A vampire, a man, a warrior, all in one. No trace of a demon at all. I couldn't form a single word to respond. The attraction I felt pooling up in the pit of my stomach was undeniable. But how could this be? And more importantly, why? Why would I feel an instant attraction to a different species? I instantly realized I couldn't kill him. I couldn't think straight. Actually, I couldn't think at all. I simply returned his gaze, letting myself be taken in by his eyes. Our silence intensified as I studied him. He returned my gaze without shame, looking into my very soul, it seemed. Vincent was tall, with a well-toned physique and long, muscular arms and legs. He defined every square inch of his clothing perfectly, like a warrior as he stood there watching me. In his black-fitted T-shirt, tight leather pants, and bulky leather boots, none of that should have registered with me as I continued to watch him, but it did. His facial expression said it all. It was a familiar fondness. As if he had known me all his life, unashamed and comforting, as if I were a lover who had discovered her way back to him. Despite my duty, I wanted to run and jump into his arms, smothering his handsome, rugged face with kisses. He sealed my fate with his eyes. No man had ever looked at me with such desire. It overwhelmed me, and I knew my life would never be the same from that day forward. Before I realized it, he crossed the room. 
In my disorientated mood, I let him pick me up and sit me on his bed in front of him. To my astonishment, he knelt before me, brushing away the remaining knives at the center of the bed behind me. He let his hands linger on my naked knees, and immediately rushes of warmth radiated in every direction along my upper thighs and lower legs. His shirt, the one I wore, was the only thing that divided us. I swallowed hard, trying to dispose of my immediate attraction for him. Wolf, what has certainly befallen me? The curse of true love. Was that good for you too, gentle listener? Should your thirst for this particular tale be yet unslaked, look no further than the Amazon or perhaps your local book merchant. I've taken the liberty of including links to the author's work in the story notations. If you have enjoyed your visit, please be sure to sing praises of the lily on high to your acquaintances, significant others, and fellow personages of estimable taste. Bellowing from either rafter or rooftop is cautiously encouraged. However, five-star reviews and social media shares are preferable. Should you be so inclined, one may also happen upon news, updates, and a veritable plethora of other such erotic goings-on at www.moistlily.com. I bid you warm and dewy salutations until our next chance encounter.